Awesome, awesome. Okay, hey, Lincoln, let's get down to it. Uh, hey, thank, thank you for coming on the show. I understand you're in Singapore now, right? Just arrived not long ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one look at you and clearly you're very young. Uh, hey, by the way, how, how, how young are you? <laughs> What's your age? You want to guess? <laughs> 28. What, 28? Uh, 26. This year. Oh, okay. Even younger than I thought. Okay, 26. 26. And you've been running uh, uh, like entrepreneurship for how long now? In total? Uh, about 8 to 9 years. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot more experience than me, for sure. I've been running it for about 5, five plus years. Uh. Uh, and so, so, if you don't mind, tell us the beginning. Like, what? why, why did you become an entrepreneur? Why, why not just go and look for a regular job? That's like 80% of Singaporeans. Yeah, actually, the the thing is like, you know, when you when you work for someone, I mean, personally, while I work for other people before, um, I actually realized that, you know, whatever that you work for, uh, eventually doesn't really belongs to you. That's number one. Number two, um, you know, whatever you do, like your, even you do your best for the company, if let's say you make one single mistake, there you go, you're out of the company. And everything that you have done for the company, again, doesn't belong to you. So I, I guess probably this is uh, one big reason why, you know, I decided to, you know, just do something on my own, where, you know, the things will stay with you uh, for life. Yeah, not, not just like, you know, after you leave the company and then, you know, the data don't belong to you anymore. Um, that's a very good point because I, as you know, I lost my job 2013. Mm. So I, I lost everything. My identity, my data, my clientele. Yeah, so I started at about age 39, whereas you started at age uh, 18, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah, 18. 17, 18. Yeah, 18. Oh, yeah. Like, 18, what was I doing? Okay. <laughs> when we met was about four years ago. So you were you were twenty two years ago, yeah, yeah around there, yeah. That, that is really crazy. Oh, so what what was your first venture? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah, it's more of like a mini mini media corp. So we actually run like a online TV, online radio station, uh, online magazines, you know, and and things like that. So yeah, we we it it went pretty big back then but you know because of certain internal conflicts uh yeah i i have to leave the company i was sort of forced to leave the company yeah so after spending two years of my leave life the company that you started. sorry leave the company that you started yeah i i, ha I need to leave the company that i started and the worst part is for that two years of my life, you know, working for the company that I started, I actually pretty much spend my uh, meals on like a cup noodle almost on a daily basis to save money because, you know, I don't get paid. Yeah. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, to be honest. Yeah. Of course, of course. So uh, help me understand, uh, you, you built up the company for about two years and there was a... Uh, regular stream of revenue as you break. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, without naming names, what, what happened actually? Uh, why, why do you, I mean, how do you discover it? Suddenly I got kicked out. Uh, it's not really I got kicked out, but it's more of like, 
things became quite complicated. And, you know, when back then I was sort of like the youngest person, the youngest so-called director uh, in the company. And we have a few other directors as well. So um, some of them were friends. So they kind of like come together and say like, oh, you know, some, um, yeah, like sort of bring me out of the picture. Yeah. So financially, you were like you 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 ended up with nothing also. Yeah, it it actually gone really bad. Like to the extent that uh, there is some legal implication as well. So at the age of like oh. 18, 19, I actually need to find my own lawyer. <laughs> yeah, and oh. and yeah, I was advised to leave the company. I see. Then after that, uh, what gave you the courage to start again? Yeah, so actually after that, I almost wanted to, you know, just go to the military and then come out and, you know, work for someone. But uh, I was, I, I do have a lot of good friends and, you know, networks around me that actually encouraged me that, hey, you know, like being an entrepreneur is never an easy thing. And, you know, falling the first step might not, might be your opportunity to climb like the next 10 step so so yeah a lot of encouragement i think i think uh, yeah i would like to personally thank them for that otherwise i won't be sitting here talking to you today yeah and yeah so oh, i, oh, I yeah, second, venture. second venture was actually more of like a web and graphic design company so that was sort of like my money tree that helps me with my third venture, which is my video production company. So, you know, video production oh, companies so require a lot of investment. Yeah. When I met you, it was the third venture. Yes, that's correct. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I want to thank you, like, because you, you made my first three uh, videos on my YouTube. Yeah, which uh, everybody who is watching us now can go to my YouTube channel and see. No, and, and at the end, your logo on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was your third venture. And then your fourth venture? So fourth venture is uh, sort of, it happened in the UK, actually. Uh, it's more of like a distribution company. So we help to, uh, oh. it, yeah, it, we help to do distribution from Singapore to the European country uh, easily okay. uh, with a faster range of stream like to to process right, like right. for example uh buy and sell ads and yeah things like that is this still going on or you sold sold the first few already? the my second my second venture i actually stopped because after like i mentioned uh it was my money tree i actually didn't do it as pen i just you know I just need the the money to to help to support my third venture because my third venture is is the one that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So, but then again, you know, to invest fifty or hundred k uh right up from your pocket might be difficult. Uh, especially for you know most of the people, uh, including myself. I mean, I didn't come from a very wealthy com uh family or background. So personally. Um, yeah, I I get my funding uh, from my second venture. Okay, so second, obviously, after you got the money, you shut it down. Yeah. So the third, did you continue? Yeah, right now it's still running. Yeah, Actually, it's it's, yeah, it's sort of on autopilot right now. So I'm mainly 
doing more of the advisory role, giving giving like advice um, and you know suggestion how they can do better. Yeah, but the team is running on its own now. Pretty much, yeah. So you basically paid uh, for a full-time team? Yeah. Like with a proper, what, GM, sales, yeah. video editor? And yeah, we yeah we have like a sales director, we have producers, we have editorial, and yeah, and my shareholders. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's number three. And I remember your number three actually sponsored something for National Day, Oh yeah, we we are actually very involved with NDP. We sponsored them like uh back in two zero one six as well as last year two zero one nine. Uh, this year we didn't exactly support them because as you know, financial crisis hit us pretty hard, especially in the the filming industry. A lot of things we can't actually go on. So uh yeah, this year particularly we uh didn't exactly uh come in, but next year maybe, <laughs> yeah. So we did, we did, we did a lot of uh, videos as well, like the one you see on the TV, um, the, the show's video. Yeah, so some of those that you, you probably have seen before are actually done by us. Yeah. Oh, that, that's super cool. And the reason for moving to South Korea this year? So last year, I started Film Place. So Film Place um, is actually related to Filmgate, which is my third venture. Uh, film place is my fifth venture mm. so film place basically uh we what we do is we uh we are like an airbnb but for film and media locations so the general public can actually go to our website and you know lease the property and we help you to make money from it yeah like we will help you connect with like film companies and producers and then you can make money from it and the money that we are talking about is not like you know quite little it's actually quite a pretty good amount like I'll give you a rough range to let you know, like roughly if let's say you're talking about apartment like HDB or condo, you can earn roughly between like three to $800 in 10 hours. Yeah. So it's a, it's a pretty good money for the general public. Yeah. And, and personally for myself, why I actually, uh, launched film place is also to help solve, uh, the industrial problem that personally I have been facing for the past eight to nine years. Uh, you know, there's that we are, we are location scouting is still at like the very 19th century kind of age, which, you know, makes me wonder why isn't anyone, uh, you know, trying to do something and make some changes to this uh, industry. And, you know, there isn't really one platform or, you know, a single good platform that can help, uh, you know, solve the problem, which is why I decided to, you know, step up my game and try, try to do it. Yeah. And yeah, basically, uh, okay. as yeah, so so that's why in, oh, in, for film place itself, we, Korea is a huge market actually, like a really really big market. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I were to tell you the figures, you might get shocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shock me, shock me. Go. So, okay, if you want to get shocked, one single South Korean market is almost equivalent to the size of Southeast Asia combined in terms of the spending budget. Yes. Wow. I was shocked too when I, when I actually get the team uh, to do the market research for us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and of course, I'm not sure if you guys know, but South Korea is an up, is the up and uh, coming uh, industry. 
uh, that will actually be the top five globally, top five globally uh, in terms of spending for advertisement as well as in the media spending as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it's quite obvious with the K-pop and uh, film. I watch a lot of South Korean movies. Uh, you know, definitely very high production value, good script writing, good acting, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, do you speak Korean? Yeah, I can speak a little bit. <laughs> you, you learn specially for your fifth venture or you used to speak in the first place? Uh, uh, I don't really used to speak. Uh, you can say I learned it from my venture, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's an additional skill of uh, myself as well, yeah. Wow. That, that is crazy just by itself, that you actually picked up a <laughs> brand new language to start a free venture. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I want to really go into the market, then, you know, you, you really need to understand the culture and speak their language. Otherwise, it's very, very, very difficult. Yeah. How do you learn the language? You watch a lot of Korean films, is it? Uh, no, actually, in fact, I have a one-to-one -one, like tutor or coach that trains me like on a daily basis, five days a week, like 30 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah. And how long have you been learning already? Almost about two years. Wow. Yeah. All right, salute, man, salute. <laughs> really, really impressive. Thank you. Yeah, so, um, okay, language, okay, although you are learning, but I suppose compared to native speakers, it could be still a little bit challenging. Right? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, two years is not, it's not a long, yeah. It's, a, it's still considerably pretty short time. I think to really talk like a local, you need at least like three to five years. Wow. Okay, yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. You're getting there. What are some other challenges other than language in trying to break into a new market like, like Korea? Well, Korea is really challenging and really difficult. Firstly, of course, language. Secondly is culture. Uh, culturally, Korea is very different from how Singapore works. Uh, one, one example is like uh, business structure. For example, if, you know, if let's say you have uh, old, maybe 50 or 60 years old stuff. Um, this 50 or 60 years old stuff, you should address them in a different way because you know they are older than you. And if let's say uh, someone from some like your manager, uh, they basically they have like really really different sort of category and different ways. Um, that you you address them, yeah. And one single thing that you say wrongly can actually means you have been rude to them. So yeah, so uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot of uh, different um, things. Uh, so culturally is very, very different as well. And thirdly, they are very close. When I say close, I don't mean like they don't talk to you. In fact, they are, they are friendly people. Uh, close as in like, for example, uh, this is very similarly to Taiwan, uh, one of our branch office as well. Uh, they basically they have their own payment system. Like for example, if you were to try to go to the Korean website to try to purchase something, you wouldn't be able to buy anything at all, because their payment system only works with their own local um sort of payment security feature. So it is very very different. 
Yeah, so for us to actually even, uh, you know, penetrate the market is really difficult. But, you know, luckily we have the support from the Korean government. This helped us to give us an additional boost uh, to really penetrate the market uh, easier. Okay, there's something I don't really understand. Why, why would the Korean government support a foreign company compared to supporting the local companies? Yeah, of course. So uh, the difference between supporting a local company and a foreign company is that if you support a foreign company, you bring in new talents from abroad. And for local company, what they what they do is they have a separate program for local company where they will bring them abroad. Very similar to like our Singapore, oh. like EG like kind of thing. Yeah. Like Enterprise Singapore, so, you know. Oh, oh. Yeah. How did you actually get the government support? What was the process and how long did it take? Yeah, so basically what happened was uh, we are one of like the 7,000 over companies from 150 countries that actually applied for this uh, program called K Startup Grand Challenge oh. 2020. And uh, basically right. we were, you know, there's many, many stages that was involved. Uh, we were then shortlisted uh, yeah. to the uh, 300 plus ish companies and then there will be that there's an intense intensive uh video interviews and after the interviews they further shortlist to the last uh the, the 60 team and they bring the 60 team uh to korea including film place uh to accelerate us and from there they further drop it down to the top 30 to further help the focus on the top 30 which we are also in the top 30 yeah Wow. And this program is supported by the ministry. So the ministry is the one, the ministers of Korea, actually, they are the one that present the, the, the award and the opening ceremony of this uh, program. So it's a, actually a very, one of the largest in Korea. Yeah. So, okay. Obviously, you are, are quite successful with the Korean government, right? Uh, and then this year, COVID-19, I heard that you continue to break into new markets. I, I, this part is very puzzling. COVID-19 like, took a lot of company. So what, what do you think is your secret that during COVID-19, you continue to grow and into more and more markets? Yeah, so during COVID-19 alone, we managed to penetrate four new countries, four new markets, which includes uh, Malaysia, Taiwan, India, and Korea. And how we managed to go, you know, expand to uh, all these countries while other co other companies are shrinking their their headcounts, uh, is that we don't see we we actually try to see uh, threats as an opportunity for us. So instead of seeing things like oh, you know, there's a there's you know this potential like like threats that you know might affect our business or hit us. Yes, it does hit us, but you know, we try to turn this into an advantage for us, into an opportunity when how we are able to use, make use of this uh, situation to our advantage. So that's what we do. We turn okay. situation to okay. into our example, advantage. Example. Uh, like for example, uh, yeah, of course. So for example, uh, you know, COVID-19, uh, everyone a lot of people are out of job you know some, a lot of them got retrenched because of downsizing so what we do and a lot of them of course they need they still need money to survive right so what we do is we actually start to uh, let people know that you know film place can really help them 
like you know yes you might get retrenched but you can actually come on board on film place is completely free you don't need to pay a single cent and we can help you to bring in revenue for you while you can enjoy the things you still like or you still do so so although we are not getting a lot of bookings but what we are trying to do here is we are trying to break into uh you know getting more people to provide us with the supply and once the supply is ready the demand would definitely come back once the COVID 19 uh situation uh turns green yeah so that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, same place, then, for example, yeah. somebody, somebody owns a factory, you can use it as a location. Somebody owns a restaurant, kitchen, you can use it as a location. Right? Yeah, of course. So Even like a car parks as well. Or, or you know, <clears throat> like your warehouse or, or your offices, um, your, your apartments. Yeah, it really can be anything. Yeah, we even have like people listing like their yacht on our platform. And there's actually one really unique one that I want to share is that uh, there's this uh, particular company that owns like a Pirate of the Caribbean uh, ship, the entire ship that looks exactly like Pirates of the Caribbean. They actually listed the entire ship with us, including the captain. So you can actually sail out, you know, and come back while filming. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the ones who pay is obviously the video production. Uh, film the firm, right. yeah actually in fact we, what we are seeing a lot we most of our clients are brands like for example like uh, Microsoft uh, Google uh, Singapore press holding yeah and of course production companies like J team and yeah they they are our primary uh, target yes okay so in the past before you started film place, they had to call one by one. Go. By the way, I used to do this. You know, I was an intern in MediaCorp, and my ah, really? producer would ask me, and I'm the assistant producer. So they said, go out and look for a kitchen that fits Pizza Hut's uh, image, mm -hmm. things like that. Lah. And then I had no film place to log onto. I had to like go and wander around the district, mm -hmm. and then knock, knock on doors like, ding dong, and then yeah. see the kitchen. If I like it, I have to convince them to. Uh, like lend it to us or pay them a little bit like fifty dollars, hundred dollars. And obviously a lot of people rejected me. Yeah. yeah. So I wish that film place was started a long time ago. It's too time consuming and and actually another reason is there's no protection. Like for example, if you knock on their door and then they say, Oh, okay, sure, we will do it with you. You know, next thing one day before your shoot, they give you a call. Sorry, you know, I can't do it with you anymore. Maybe my cousin is coming over, you know, whatever, whatever. They'll give you all kinds of reason. And then you have big trouble with your director and your producer <laughs> yeah but film place we protect you as well we protect both parties to make sure this thing doesn't happen yeah i'm a bit curious uh, how, how to protect i mean if a person yeah. lists his kitchen mm -hmm. and still last minute pull out no so what what we do is we actually implement this thing called the penalty system so if let's say uh the let's say the venue owner decided to back out when they already accepted the booking because they can choose to always reject you know but if once they accepted booking uh -huh. and they decided to back out last minute like cancel the booking even after they accepted then a penalty will be imposed on their account and and oh, on top of that uh they will get a they'll get a uh sort of like a negative rating so other uh, 
you know, other film companies and production company and brands, they will know as well. Yeah, so the if if they will be quite often, the album will be blacklisted eventually. But I got it. So it will affect their future income, their future pending. Yes. Uh, it is very so yeah, yeah. to gamify the system basically. Yeah. So, uh, if four different countries do they use four different websites or they are all on the same? They are all on the same website actually, but we are a localized. Okay. We localize the entire contacts. So if today you were to uh, go into our website, you can actually click on like the language and you can select all kinds of language you want and everything will be localized. Yeah, even the communication, oh, like yeah. for example, today you were to send a message to someone from Korea because you want to book a property in Korea, they will see, they will see it in Korean, whereas you will see it in English. Even though they reply you in Korean, you will still see it in English. So we localize all the contacts. Yeah. So they reply in Korean, but I will receive in English. English, yeah, in whatever language you selected, actually, yeah. So this one is uh, is an AI. It's an AI, or yes. What somebody is an AI. Oh. Yeah. So everything is done automatically and instantly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, ladies and gentlemen who are watching us, don't forget Lincoln Lin is twenty six years old. <laughs> Uh, the way you think is really very, very different. Okay, I, I, I've known you for four years, and uh, you're not a normal person. You know? <laughs> you're not like I'm an alien. You're alien, right? I, I still haven't figured out which planet you come from. <laughs> because you, you look normal, like a normal 26-year-old, but the way you think is very scalable. You know, you don't think like a freelancer. A lot of people your age want to do business, they... They spend a lot of time filming, video editing, you know, and they are they are not scaling. Yeah. But they're scaling using AI, using different countries, uh, grants that the government supports you, and and you just keep growing different companies whenever opportunity presents itself. Yeah. So that that is fascinating. Yeah. So on that point, right? I I'm very curious. Okay. Where where do you get all these ideas from? Like like is it your parents? books to read or, or like you join some secret society or what maybe i join some underground clubs you know <laughs> no, i'm just kidding yeah so so uh yeah basically like i mentioned because i'm in the industry long enough so i do know that there is certain problems in the industry and i can't seems to be able to find a solution to solve this problem which is why I decided to come up with a solution to really help the industry to solve their problem. Yeah. So the ideas, to be honest, is not really it's not difficult to, to come up with ideas at all. The ideas usually comes out, you know, when you realize that there's a problem and no one is solving that problem. And that is usually the best idea. Yeah. Okay, okay. Who, who inspires you uh, in, in the space of either film or entrepreneurship? Um, I would say since young, I like to go for like business networking event um, just to talk to people, you know, understand why they do business, like what is the thing they are trying to do. So I, I guess like it really comes from a lot of different people. Yeah. A lot of people, no, no, not like one or two main ones. Uh. Uh, if you, if you want me to specify like one or two main one, I think, I think I can give you a few names like, 
uh, Airbnb founder, um, uh, Facebook founder, and even uh, SpaceX founder. So SpaceX founder is actually oh, okay. one of the very big thing. I'm not sure if you, you follow, but I follow his uh, news quite uh, closely because uh, what, what he does is, is insane. Like, you know, SpaceX eventually they are going to turn into a trillion dollars company in just a matter of the next like 10 years. So, and, and, the, and how he do it, it was so crazy. You know, he, he don't mind exploding a certain rocket, you know, that costs like hundreds of millions of dollars just to do testing. Yeah. But in, in investors point of view, they are saying he's crazy because he's throwing money away. <laughs> yeah. But, but probably this is how he became so successful. Yeah. Elon Musk is definitely crazy. I mean, he yeah. reached because of PayPal yeah. and he didn't stop there. Like, he even sold his uh, group class bungalow to finance future businesses that are like science fiction. You know, yeah, yeah. The boring company, all, all these are all science fiction for a company. Yeah, <laughs> actually, in fact, I feel like uh, from what I heard is many people actually say that, you know, SpaceX would not survive. They wouldn't make it because they are privately funded space company. And back then, you know, they are really, really struggling to survive. But once they had their first return, you know, rocket that can actually really return back to Earth. Well, you know, it blown the entire industry. Yeah. And, you know, 10 years down the road, they are a trillion dollar company. So whoever says they wouldn't yeah. make it is so wrong. Yeah. 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 Very, very good. At least now we know who inspires you. So on a, on a weekly basis, right? You know, because you're, you're an alien, so we want to find out how you live, basically. So on a weekly basis, other than being inspired by people like Elon Musk, uh, Musk Zuckerberg, you know, what, what do you do that is so different that can keep you ahead of the curve all the time? Well, the rest of the population are falling behind. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I read a lot of news, so um, I, I'm, I'm not sure if this is normal, but every every morning when my alarm rings, uh, when I uh, like uh, sleep or, or exit my alarm or cancel my alarm, my phone will automatically read the news for me. And while and there's usually three contacts the news three parts of the news the first part is a local news second part is about uh, overseas news and the third part is technology news yeah and you can do that with your with any like smartphone actually yeah it's not a particular app it's it's a google assistant so you can do it with any smartphone as long as you download google assistant even on your iphone yeah. Okay, I, I, I don't know. I, I yeah. still physically have to like, scroll through and read news. They'll read out the news for you. In English, obviously. In English, of even though yeah, I'm you know. Yeah, even um, other things that you do, like do you like bake it in ice cold water, you know, dip yourself in the ocean. <laughs> like, what else do you do that can make you so resilient and creative? Maybe a lot of cup noodles. 
<laughs> you know, sometimes when you are busy, you just don't have time to go out to buy food. So yeah, I always have a lot of cup noodles with me, but please don't do that because it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe, maybe 10 years later, I will be empty, you know. <laughs> Yeah, please take good care of yourself. Uh, okay, I, I would like you to, because a lot of people are clearly struggling and suffering. Yeah, so imagine you are a business consultant now, okay? Mm -hmm. not, not an entrepreneur, not a filmmaker, you're a business consultant. Okay. And right now, a lot of people are watching this and they are thinking like, wow, you know, it sounds so easy. Just, wow, open in Korea, open in Malaysia, open in Taiwan, even India. <laughs> Completely yeah. different country. And and somehow you just do it, you know, you snap your finger and you do it. So do you, do you advice for these uh all these people? You know, can they do differently, think differently, behave differently, and you know, can like you. Yeah, I, I feel like you should always dream big and dream crazy because the bigger you dream, the crazier your dream is or your dream are, uh it makes you try to achieve or you know go to that level so so for example if you dream like you know how uh, mas actually dreamed to become a trillion dollar company um or maybe you know he dreamed to to send people to 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 mass and finally you know it's, it's coming through after like 10 10 over years of of work so so i i always believe yes. in in dreaming big like the bigger you dream no matter you know, no matter how people tell you like you know you are crazy you know that would not work out for you or you know, you know just just put all these like negative thoughts aside because the most important thing is yourself what do you really want to achieve mm -hmm. yeah yeah so number one is dream dream big okay don't don't be limited by common sense don't be limited by what other people tell you don't be limited by your Degree, diploma, ex, uh, past experience, right? Just, yeah. just dream, imagine, be as small as possible. Yeah, just okay. dream big what, 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 and what try to attend. I mean, I mean, of course, if you dream big, of course, you need to you need to do something about it. If you don't do something about it, then you know your your dream is gonna be just a dream. So you really need to work on it and you know go towards your dream. Yeah, and when I say go towards your dream because for me i'm a very if someone tells me that lincoln i don't think you'll make it what what i would do is i would try to prove, prove that person wrong because i'm a very uh, persistent person i don't like people to tell me that you know i would make it so the more people that tells me i won't make it the more i'll prove to them that i will make it <laughs> yeah yeah i i already seen that come through yeah <laughs> Okay, let, let's talk about your dream in the last five minutes. Okay, so okay. clearly you have achieved uh, what you set out to do, uh, but I have a feeling you're only uh, like less than halfway there, right? You, you are going to dream 10%, a lot bigger than now. 10%, wow, okay. <laughs> I always tell myself I'm 30%. Yeah. Can, can you tell me what, what is the end state for you? you know, what, what does 100% look like? Or at least 50%, what does 50% look like? Mm. So, uh, what basically the vision of uh, this entire uh, company that I built in for Film Place? Uh, basically, we actually want yeah. Film Place to be the next uh, household brand. Uh, for example, like uh, like how people think of designer, 
they will, I mean, how design, when someone talk about designer, they will think of Photoshop. So we want to have that same uh, sort of vision and mission where people think of uh, film locations or the film industry, they will think of film place. And eventually what we are trying to do here in film place is we are creating a one-stop uh, global community where they can get every single thing done in film place itself. So location is just a very, very tiny set of our initial phrase to help solve the global uh, industry problem. Yeah. Oh, there will be like props, actors, actresses. Everything, yeah. Uh, film directors, producers, yes. set designers, you know, whatever you can think of will be there. Like, it's like yeah. the place and, for... it's, and it's going to be a global community. Yeah, which means today, one day you want to uh, you want to film something in, uh, let's say, India, you can do that with just a click on our platform. Yeah. I, I finally can achieve my dream of becoming a Hollywood actor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, one, you, you, can, you, can, you can come any anytime. <laughs> I, will, I will bring okay, you to the <laughs> That is one dream. Okay, one dream. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, film place. Uh, outside of film place, what what other dreams do you have? Like about yourself, about the world, you know, about your family. What 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 other dreams do you have? I mean, if you were to ask me personally, I I actually pretty much like a lot of uh social stuff. So like for example, doing things to help the world to be a better place. Like for example uh allowing uh more people to have accessibility to like the internet uh you know and uh people to have resources to like water and you know all the basic supply that or basic rights that you know humanity should have so i, I guess i guess that's something that uh i hope i can do in the future someday yeah yes well, i love i love that Okay, so uh, we have a final three minutes. Do you have anything that really burdens you, you know, in your heart, you feel? Now that we are having a Facebook Live, you, you really want to tell the audience and tell the world. Mm. Uh, I think I want to say thank you for allowing me to be able to talk to you and know more about you as well. I mean, if let's say, I think, I think back then when I was uh, studying, um, yeah, if, if you didn't really like talk to me, I don't think I would talk to you. So, so yeah, I want to, I want to thank you for that. <laughs> Spencer is watching us, Spencer. Oh, really? Old, old classmate. Uh, He's also in film production now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. In Nanyang, you know, Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts, there's so many passionate and talented people. So I think your, your film place is going to help your ex-classmates and also a lot of people who are still studying, like 16, 17 years old, and they're thinking, like, how do I pursue my dream in the future in a way that feeds their family? Yeah, because there are so many dreams that is just dashed and thrown away because they think, you know, like, you know it's not practical. I must be grounded, I must do a normal job. And I, it's frustrating and it's very sad to hear such things coming from young people. Yeah. So th thank you for showing the way. Yeah, right. As a 26 yeah. year old, uh, you have clearly shown the way. 
I'm 44 year old, so so I don't think. Okay, hopefully some people are inspired, but for, for some people it's a bit too too big, lah. The gap. Yeah. Oh, Spencer says it's been six years. No, I, I'm 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 inspired. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure by by the time you turn 44, you become unrecognizable. You know, it's like having companies that are listed and having large teams of oh. employees. I almost thought you want to say like unrecognizable because I have too much like white hair and winkers because I work too hard, you know. Also <laughs> <laughs> with hair dropping from eating too much uh, cup noodles. Ah uh, right, yeah, probably uh, another thing. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Lincoln, for coming on the show. You know, uh, for the, the rest of the audience, I encourage you to connect with Lincoln and uh, on on Facebook especially, and really follow your success and, and be inspired. Yeah. Thanks, Eugene. Thanks for having me. And have a wonderful 2021. Never allow anything to stop you. Yes. It's the most important thing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Keep in touch and let's synergize. Sure.